0: It's a movement, but it's about people. Be the People is about we the people joining forces to reclaim and reshape the best of our nation's time-treasured traditions. Each week, we offer insightful interviews with movers and shakers from all different spheres of life. And now, please welcome Dr. Carol Swain. Welcome to another episode of Be the
1: People. We have an exciting show today. We are going to be talking with someone who was bold enough to make the decision to switch political parties. Anyone who has watched American politics over the past few decades knows that to be a black Republican or a black conservative is not a bed of roses. In fact, you put a target on your back when you come out as a conservative. My guest today is the Honorable Vernon Jones. And you may have seen Vernon Jones on Fox, CNN, and other stations because he made quite a splash a few months ago when he, as a former Georgia State Representative and a lifelong Democrat, switched political parties, and got behind Donald J. Trump. And that was a bold move for someone who had a lot to lose. And so on today's show, we are going to be talking with Vernon Jones about his decision to leave the Democratic Party platform. And it's a decision that I have made. There are many uh, Black Americans that have walked away from the Democrats. When you think about political parties and uh, religion, we're born into families, and we usually get our political party affiliation, our religion from our families, as well as people who are around us. We have a strong social network. So when you walk away from all of that, it takes a lot of courage. So help me to welcome the Honorable Vernon Jones to the Be The People
2: show. Hello, thank you for having me, Carol. I'm honored to be a part of your show. So Vernon,
1: when exactly did you make the decision uh, to get behind Donald Trump?
2: Well, um, probably my first eyes and ears were open when he stood at that black church back in his 2015 election and 2016 when he said in Flint, Michigan at this black church, what do you have to lose? And he said that to African-Americans, what do you have to lose by voting for him for president? And that resonated with me and it went deep and it went to the bottom of the ocean of my mind. And what he said was so profound because for the past 50 plus years, black people have been thinking trained to think by liberal whites that they are our saviors, they are our mothers and fathers. They have that paternal and maternal instinct that they know what's best for us. And they have been creating our mind that Republican was the party of bad and the Democrats were the party of good. So for the past 50 years, they've been getting 90, 95 to 90% of African-American vote. But when you look at our rate of return on the investment, it's been less than two, maybe three percent. Who has benefited mostly from them? First of all, the liberal agenda. Black votes were used to elect Democrats to carry a liberal agenda on straying away from traditional families, helping out illegals who never lived in this country, who illegally crossed the borders, getting services, getting jobs, getting access to resources that American black families have been needing for years and years and years. And again, being the first to be put on the bus and the first to get off the bus after they get elected. And because they knew that Blacks had nowhere to go in their mind, they had them boxed in, they could just treat us like a doormat. They knew we weren't gonna go anywhere. They didn't want Blacks to see what Republicans uh, were doing to help them or how their agenda could help them. and so. That was the beginning of the beginning. And what really solidified it, that brought it home, that should have brought it home for every African-American in this country, was when Joe Biden said, if you don't vote for him, you ain't black.
1: (laughs) Well, that was a bold statement from a white guy that's made a lot of racist comments over the years. My next question for you is, during the time that you were in the Democratic Party and You know, like I said, in my introduction, we're kind of born into our political party. Did you ever voice um, your concerns to other Democrats about how Black people were being used and taken for granted?
2: Many times. As a matter of fact, many times I saw Blacks carrying the agenda and carrying issues that didn't, didn't benefit them at all, that was benefiting the very group that was oppressing them benefiting the very group that was taken away from them benefiting the very group that didn't think that they can think for themselves that they need to be in charge of african americans and so but when i would oppose like immigration I, look i'm a i believe in immigration but it has to be done in a way that is legal yes but you have more black people now saying let them in let them in let them in illegally when in reality, it's not doing a doggone thing to help them with the Black agenda. You have Blacks who are pushing uh, Black Lives Matter and the liberal agenda for the LGBTQ community, which is fine if they wanna advocate on their cause, they have no problem with that. But how how does that help the African American community? As a matter of fact, in many communities, I've heard from Black gays and lesbians why they have to have their own black gay pride day is because white gays discriminate against them. So when you see this, the the, the irony of this, um, how blacks, again, are, are, are carrying items and agendas for things that do not affect their community at all. But here, when Donald Trump, on the other hand, going right into law funding for historical black communities, when most those historical black colleges understand the importance of those hbcus because they have always been the incubators and the training ground for those african americans to succeed in arts and science and math and engineering and politics too and donald trump wrote into law for them to get year in and year out funding when i have to beg for it but you can't find a black college president that would have come out during the election say you know what I may disagree with this is what Trump did, but yeah, Trump helped historical black colleges, and Joe Biden didn't. Obama did. As a matter of fact, Trump cut some of the funding. Isn't that ironic? And Joe and the president want to put in a half billion dollars into black businesses, a half billion dollars. And what Joe Biden wants to do, he wants to let in 11 million illegals, and anybody else who wants to come over. Well, let's stop talking about 11
1: million illegals, because ever since I've been an immigration scholar in academia, we've been told that there were 11 million illegals. But there have been studies uh, by elite institutions that estimate the number of undocumented um, persons in the U.S. that it's probably right now around 30 million. And so when you talk about legalizing the people who are undocumented, you're not talking about 11 million that are already in America. You're talking about about 30 million and then the caravans that are on their way here now because
2: Joe Biden is president. Well, I'll tell you this, let's say this. I know here's an accurate account. Every one of them that came here illegally, after all of them were made legal going back to Ronald Reagan in 1985. Remember, that's when he said, okay, we're going to make everybody legal, we're going to close the borders, and we're going to enforce the law. So I can tell you that he's talking about making legal everyone that has come over since then.
1: And what happens because of the way we do family reunification, everyone that's legalized will be able to bring in, you know, numerous relatives. But I don't want our interview to focus on the illegal immigration and That problem that does impact black people and every American. So when we return from this break, I want you to talk more about uh, your decision to leave the Democratic Party and what that has cost you as an individual. The Biden administration's executive order on immigration brings to the forefront one of the most volatile issues of our time. In this timely second edition of Debating Immigration, I join my voice to that of other experts to provide you with facts and information that will help you understand what is at stake for our nation. This edition offers 21 original essays that cover race, religion, economics, human smuggling, and civil rights.
0: Purchase at bethepeoplenews.com front slash books or wherever books are sold.
1: Be The People is sponsored by Cooper Steel, a family-owned business that provides the steel fabrications for buildings across the Southeast. 60 years ago, Kenneth and Faye Cooper founded the company in Chevyville, Tennessee. What started as a vision is now a nationally recognized company that remains true to its founders' Judeo-Christian values and principles. Cooper Steel is committed to excellence, responsibility, and community. Its motto is Build Strong, Stand Strong. It treats its employees and customers like family. Learn more at CooperSteel.com.
0: My fellow Americans, our mission here at AmericaOutLoud.com is clear. We're here to defend our founding values and principles at a moment when they are under unprecedented assault. On to cover the news objectively and offer intelligent commentary on the challenges we face as a nation. You can tune in and join our family of listeners 24/7 in this vital crusade. Our apps are on Apple, Android, or Alexa. Find us on iHeartRadio or our world-class media player. It is a fight for the soul of humanity. America Out Loud Talk Radio is the voice of liberty and justice for
2: all.
1: I'm back with my guest, the Honorable Vernon Jones. Uh, He's a former Georgia State Representative. And Vernon, what has it been like for you since you left the Democratic Party. And I'm sure that, you know, there's been good and bad, but what is your life like now that you have publicly come out as a Republican? And I'm asking this also in the context of what happened in the November 2020 election that put Georgia at the forefront. So it's not just you became a Republican. Um, Donald Trump was, um, uh, declared the loser of Georgia. And so now Georgia pretty much is seen as a state that the Democrats took over.
2: Well, let me say this. Um, I, I've been a lifelong Democrat. I didn't leave the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party left me. This Democratic Party is a part of bigotry. They talk about a big tent, but it's not a big tent for everybody. It's a big tent for the LGBTQ community. It's a big tent for white liberals. It's a big tent that that for blacks who carry 100% the white liberal agenda, but it's not a tent for independent thinking black men and women. We are ostracized, and we're even ostracized by black agent provocateurs because whites get black even black elected officials to attack other blacks for thinking independently. Right, um, right here in Georgia the chair of the Democratic Party, a black female elected official attacked me because I would not apologize for my stand on my conservative values and that I didn't fit in the party. However, they had no problem when former Zell Miller Democrat who supported a Republican George W. Bush and spoke at the Republican National Convention and other conservative white Democrat elected officials. They didn't say anything about them when they voted against all Obama's agenda items. But when I disagree with Obama and his items and liberal agenda, then there's something wrong with me. I'm an outcast. I'm an embarrassment to the party. I don't belong. I'm a sellout. I'm Uncle Tom. It's kind of interesting how stupid they are when they call me Uncle Tom because they mean it for bad reasons. In fact, Uncle Tom did more than most people did back then to help black people. That's but right. that's how stupid they are. You see that you see the 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 ignoramuses, how they were so they're so caught up in their mind and in their DNA to attack me as a black because I came off the rep off the reservation, off the plantation, where where they just they're the, they just gotta tell the white hey, Bernie's leaving, Bernie's leaving, or, and any other black that leaves. So um, but I wear it with a badge of honor because that tells me that I am not of that world and I am free. And Democrats, liberals, are afraid of me. They are, those white liberals are horrified. Why? Because I am getting other Blacks, just like you are, getting them to become woke as to what's really going on here and how we've been taken advantage of and how we need to think independent. You know, when dip, white Democrats vote independent, they are held and lift to high esteem as what? Reagan Democrats. Oh, that's a big deal. Everybody wants to compete for their vote. But when an African-American does, there's a problem. It's a sellout. don't represent our values. Yeah, even the liberal media do not want to put people like me and you on CNN and MSNBC and ABC and others. Why? Because we're not carrying that that narrative that Donald Trump and Republicans are racist. No, Joe Biden is a racist. I can tell you.
1: Go ahead. As a matter
2: of fact, if you look. Why, why? when are they going to ever nominate for vice president or president a black person where both their parents are black they're literally grading which blacks are welcome to come in even at this point
1: well vernon the way the left treats uh black people is so demeaning uh recently i discussed the fact that in oregon there's a move to politicize math uh they would like uh teachers to teach their students, that there are no right answers to math problems. And so instead of uh, math being, you know, objective, where if you do the problem right, everyone gets the same correct answer, they're saying for minority students that to require them to do homework and to get a fixed answer on math, such as four plus four is eight, that is racist. And you think about the racism involved with that because if minorities are not taught basic skills such as math, they can never be scientists, engineers, architects, pharmacists. they cannot work, even um, cashiers have to understand basic math.
2: well, Well, Carol, let me send it this way. First of all, again, liberals. Now, right now, most black children are in failed, many of them are in failed schools. They are trapped there by Democrats and their failed policies. And it's based on their zip code where their mom and daddy live, their address. So they're stuck in that failing school, but they don't want kids to have school choice so that parent can decide what's best for their children to go to a performing school, let the money follow the child and illegal can come over here with illegal children to give them wraparound services and they're here legally and nothing happens to them. But a black mother whose child in a failing school who wants her children to perform in school, she lies about her address and go and enroll her child in a performing school. They find out about it. They throw the child out of school, first of all, but wait a minute, there's no sanctuary for this child. He didn't get there by any fault of his own. And then they go to lock the mother up. Isn't it something that it put more emphasis on a foreign family who comes here illegally and wanting what's best for their family than American citizens who've been here for generations and generations. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna go even a little deeper on you, because I know you said it's not about immigration, but immigration is tied into a lot of this stuff And comparison to how they treat African-Americans by the Democratic Party but I go further. Right now, the first day of Congress, what did Nancy Pelosi and all of them do? Change the House floor rules. You can't refer to another member as brother or sister. You have to say sibling. You can't say mother or father. You have to say parent or guardian. Now, let me tell you where that's going. So now you, you can't even say my father. You can't even say my brother. They're trying to neutralize gender. Now, that same thing is going to seep into our schools. Of course. When a little child starts to say, well, my mom, oh, you can't say your mom. You get in trouble for saying your mom. You got to say to your parent or your guardian. Or, or your guardian. You see your, your sister walking down the hallway. You can't say, hey, sis, you can't say that. You get in trouble. You got to say my sibling. Look at what's happening in, in female sports where transgender men are now competing in those sports. And those liberals wanted that at first now they're crying fine. Right, right. Uh, now they, right. Now, what if LeBron James wanted to transform and come and play in the Women's National Basketball League? Do you think that would be equal? Well, they so don't they care about that. We know
1: that they don't care about that. And no. a lot of people don't understand that when the media is talking about a transgender girl, that they're really talking about a biological male. right. And Right. And so that's not clear. And some organizations have gotten in trouble with social media because they pointed out that a transgender girl is a boy and vice versa. Uh, They don't want to talk about the biology and the science when it doesn't fit the agenda.
2: But, But my point, though, is black people have been conservative for years. Black people love people regardless of who they are. But what about our values? Black Lives Matter, number one objective, and it's founded by these three black lesbians was what? To destroy the nucleus of the black family, the black male. And you know something? How many times we talk about having to have a black male in a family, in a household with those young boys. You see what's happening? Now, who's taking us out there? Who's funding Black Lives Matter? Those liberal groups, George Soros and all those others. Right. You see, look at look at what just happened with the Lincoln project. Well, we know be- Vernon,
1: oh, Vernon, that the average the <laughs> average
2: American, white
1: or black, doesn't really understand that. When you say Black Lives Matter, they think about the slogan. And we know the slogan is true. Black lives matter, white lives yeah. matter, all lives matter. They get caught up in the slogan, not the organization that is clearly Marxist. It is about the destruction of the family. It's not about uh, bettering the lives of black people. It's really about taking down America.
2: Right. That's, that's my whole point. It's taking down America. Where, where now, if you and I just stand up for traditional families, we're, we have to go through cancel culture. Right. We, we, we can't even say now, I, I support traditional families out being under attack. But what happened to our freedom of speech? See, that goes right back now to our freedom of speech. We can't even express our constitutional rights in terms of First Amendment freedom of speech. And who is who was killing? 26 people been killed since Black Lives Matter started this foolishness. Most of them black. Only 26. I think I know that- at least 26 and black businesses burned Black police officers injured, the whole thing. And where was Congress? Where was Nancy Pelosi? Where the Congressional Black Caucus condemning them? No, they were egging them on because they wanted that to happen to help Trump in his election.
1: And we also know that over 700 police officers were injured, Injured. and I lose track of how many were killed. Uh, We're going to take another break, and when we return, I have a question to ask you about when you became a conservative, not when you uh, left the Democratic Party, but how long have you been a conservative? What if there was a book that took the mystery out of prayer, one that made it easier for people to pray God's Word with miraculous results? There is such a book. Joy Lamb's The Sword of the Spirit, The Word of God is a handbook that has changed the lives of thousands of people around the world. You can order your life changing copy from Joy Lamb's website, The Sword of the Spirit Book. Dot com. Order Joy's book and listen to her audio prayers while you're there. I'm back with my guest, the Honorable Vernon Jones. And so, Vernon, you're very conservative. Uh, have you been conservative all of your life? Were you raised in a two-parent family? Uh, just briefly, a little bit about your journey.
2: Dr. spring I was real like most Black families were reared. Uh, conservative, faith-based, hard work. We knew the government didn't care about us, so we didn't rely on the government. Um, I was born and raised on a farm in North Carolina, a tobacco farm. My mama told me that the government doesn't owe you anything. Matter of fact, nobody owes you anything. Matter of fact, for us, the less government, the better. It was. They stay the hell out of our lives. But what has happened over the years, we've been hijacked by the Democratic Party, again, carrying that liberal agenda, not for us, but for them. And so I've always been conservative. Uh, um, nothing has changed. But I've also been reasonable and practical. And I don't care about someone's race, color, creed, or gender, whatever. I was reared to love everybody. You love everybody. Regardless. I'll help anybody. I don't care who you are and what you do with your personal life. Uh, I, I, that's how I was reared. But those values that I was reared were ones that that allowed me to become, in many minds and eyes, successful. And certainly my parents, because my parents didn't go past the third grade. They had to stay home and take turns to go to school because they worked the farm. They were laborers. And for their son to be a college graduate, for their son to have served 12 years in the House of Representatives, when my dad couldn't even vote in the Democratic Party at one time for their son to have been elected county executive twice to run the largest local government at that time in the state of Georgia. I mean, th- those things were just unheard of, but it's how my parents reared me. And so th- those things are, I'm, I'm passing on to, to my, my family, my children, my nephews and my nieces. And so I've always been there, Dr. Swain, ne- never not been, and most of us, guess what, when I realized well, I was I was about eight years old when I realized I was on drugs. Why? Because my mother drug us at church on Sunday, she drug us (laughs) at church on Monday, she drug us at church on Tuesday, so you know, through the week, so you know. Well, Vernon,
1: do you have children and are they conservative?
2: I have a daughter and I raised my daughter to look both ways before she crossed. My daughter's extremely smart, educated, hard worker, um, respectful, uh, physically responsible, But it doesn't mean that she doesn't know what's going on in the real world, that she doesn't have friends that may be of a different uh, gender or of a different political persuasion. Uh, I I raise her just to be respectful. And going back to that, why is it that I have to be harassed and others have to be harassed, African-Americans, because we exercise independent thought? You don't see white Democrats attacking white Democrats with racial epithets because they vote for a different party or they support a different party. Why is it only the African-American community go so viciously at black? Matter of fact, sometimes the biggest opposition to helping black people is black people.
1: I agree, but you know something? I find that white liberals uh, seem to believe they have license to to hurl racial epithets at black conservatives and the black community allows them to get away with it. So there's definitely a double standard that allows white liberals to attack black conservatives in ways that if a white conservative tried to do the same thing, they would be totally dismissed. Right. They would be a white supremacist. There'd be right. all of those negative things they hurled at President well, Trump.
2: Well, when I hear them calling the Republicans now white supremacists, I'm hearing it through these impeachment trials. Wait a minute, white supremacists. Joe Biden is a white supremacist. Uh, 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 Nancy Pelosi is a white persim- pers- uh, uh, supremacist. Uh, uh, Hillary Clinton is a white supremacist. Wait a yeah. minute. Right. and You yeah. give them passes. Right. Jim Clyburn himself, the <laughs> congressman who helped Joe Biden in South Carolina, he said when you heard Joe Biden say that if you don't vote, you ain't black, he cringed, but he never criticized him. Right. He cringed, but didn't criticize him. He didn't call him out for being a white supremacist. Now,
1: Vernon, uh, before uh, we end our interview, I want to give you a time to talk about wake up, wake up America. What is Wake Up America?
2: Well, actually, it's wakingupamerica.us. Okay, dot I'm sorry. Waking okay. up America. Wakingupamerica.us, which is a, a nonprofit organization I founded to continue to take my message of conservatism across this country. And what I mean by conservatism, I know I'm know i not talking about being some right wing nut. Uh, I'm talking about, look, faith-based African-American, we've had to rely on prayers but we couldn't rely on anything else. Uh, law enforcement, we have to enforce law, we have to support law enforcement. Many of them are black, many of them are African-Americans uh, and they have kids and family. I've lost officers when I was a county executive and I managed a large police department. I lost uh, two black officers one night, killed by a black person. Uh, and so uh, talking about school choice, I want to push the issue on school choice. Parents should have the right to know or to, to enroll their child in a performing school and, not, and they not be trapped in these failing schools. And also fighting uh, Marxism and socialism. If you think that works, you think everything's supposed to be free and ran by the government, you're going to be like uh, Venezuela and some of the others. Uh, you're going to have a dictator form of government. That, that is not what I want to see happen. So I'm pushing those basic things hard work, Uh, um, kids doing more than just being on uh, a PlayStation during the day, how to exercise their mind, bringing young people into the fold. Uh, We've we've left young people out of this whole equation. It's left versus right, and nobody's concentrating on on youth, developing our youth. And so Waking Up America, I'm using that to go that platform across this country, Uh, regardless of your party affiliation, regardless of your, your religious background, but if you just believe, if you you know, in certain things that uh, that embrace and support and make us a healthy society, right? Um, um, then then that's that's the, that's what I'm pushing through. wakingupamerica.us.
1: Okay, and Vernon, would you like to share how people can contact you? You've given your website. What about your social media handles?
2: Yes. First of all, you can go to. Uh, My website on wakingupamerica.us and and find me there. Or you can go on uh, Facebook or Twitter, Rep Vernon Jones. You can find me there as as well. Uh, Instagram, I'm on all of them.
1: And so uh, Vernon, thank you so much for being a guest on the Be The People show. And we're gonna be putting up uh, links to your websites and social media uh, platforms. And I encourage our listeners to follow you and get behind the work that you're doing and for everyone who's a regular supporter of the be the people show you know what i'm going to say and i'm going to say it's up to us us the we the people mentioned in the preamble of the constitution to stand up and be the people who reclaim our nation and our world